You're listening to the Claret and Big Blue Podcast on the Pass the Gravy Podcast Network. Who do you think you are? I am! Goat's vagina. That thing was huge. You said that, not me. Just come up, take it away by Wix. Let's see We'll do it live! Welcome everyone to Claret and Big Blue, probably the only podcast on the internet dedicated to West Ham United and the New York Giants. That's right. Football. And football. Balls for everyone tastes. Like it. Uh, my name is Mike Fish and I am joined as always by Mr. Alex Middleton. Alex, how you doing buddy? I'm good man. I'm good. You know, uh, it's good to have our sports back. We had... We had preseason football kicking off and West Ham kicking off the Premier League season. I'm I'm stoked. It's a good time of year. Spoiler alert, we continued as we left off, crushing the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Elite. Be a West We're Ham an elite fan. team now. We are. We are. We've got uh, coming up, we're going to talk about a little bit of the Giants. Obviously, their preseason game, some trades, some cuts, and all that good stuff. And obviously, then we're going to get into the West Ham game because that was actually competitive. Uh, before we get in, though, uh, weekend plans? Did you get anything interesting this weekend? Did you do anything fun? Or was it just sports, 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 sports? Um, we had like a nice little pool day. Ooh. Nice little pool day on Saturday. I got kind of drunk. Fell asleep during Jungle Cruise. It was wild. Wait, wait you got drunk? Didn't go night. see it. I didn't go see it. It was like a friend rented it, and then we all just passed out because we were drinking all day at the pool. Is, is Jungle Cruise one of them, those movies that's like available early on like DP? I don't know. They, she just kind of threw it on, and I was like, all right. Or was it one of those illegal streams? I, mean, I don't think it was an illegal stream. Did the quality know. look good? The quality look good? I thought so, from from what I saw, which was about like the first 30 minutes. And then what, was you just too, too drunk to remember, or did you black out? I just, just woke up. Like... <laughs> and, oh wow, that, that movie was over. So that was what, was that a Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. So it sounds like we had relatively similar Saturdays, which was nice. Uh, <laughs> you watched Jungle Cruise too? What'd you think? I did not watch. The Jungle Rock Cruise. did it again. So I went out daytime drinking, and I got a little bit carried away, shall we say? It happens. I, like, I remember. It was opening weekend of the Premier League, dude. Like you can justify that as anything. So last thing I remember is being in the Uber, going home, and then scene missing, as they say in those movies. Uh-huh. And next thing I know, I wake up in bed with a text message from my landlord saying, "Oh, I think you've ordered some dinner and it's sitting outside." Oh shit. So I went downstairs Oops. thinking, what the fuck is going on? And there was a big bag of Outback waiting for me. <laughs> oh, thank you, drunk Mike. Thank you. And so That's I, a great so, idea. So I had that. And it was was it, how, how long had it been sitting there? It had been sitting there about 10 minutes. So it wasn't like perfect, okay, but it was still bad. warm. It was good. But I was still yeah. slightly drunk. So the warm steak fries and the mash was... Yeah, who cares? It wasn't a beautiful sight, but there you go. It was fun. And then woke up Sunday morning and watched our glorious uh, West Ham United. Uh, but before we get in, because that's going to yeah, be the main, the main part. Uh, yeah, that's what, we, that's what the people are talking about. Let's just go over what's been happening with the Giants. Obviously, they lost against the Jets preseason. Who cares? Doesn't, no doesn't mean shit. anything. Preseason, preseason means nothing. Daniel didn't even play. Clayton Thorson, yeah, he's not our guy. You know, you know what? Like, I don't care. Okay, I don't want to get anybody injured. Well, speak whatever. That. But we got it's... I mean, we did have people injured and I'm not happy with it, but like like thank God it wasn't Danny. Thank God it wasn't Saquon, you know. But it was as the aforementioned Clayton Thorsten got a concussion. Oh. And he's, but he's out. not Danny. Tease and peas his way, but he's not Danny. Cuz the uh, Giants replaced him with I'm not going to 
I had to write this down. I'm still struggling. Ryan Lewerk, Lewerky, 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 Lewerky. So he's he's now Lewerky. Number three. So he's obviously going to get a bunch of play time this season. So mm -hmm. that's obviously very. Oh, no, important. he's not. We don't talk like that. We don't talk like that. He's not going to get any playing time. Oh, Danny's going to take every snap. We don't want to put that. We don't want to put that into the air. You know. Well, if anyone's just listening to the audio version, they might not have been able to know that I was being facetious. So good call, Alex. Good call. Right, right. Got my back. Positive vibes um, only for this team. Oh, yes. It's the first time you're joining us. If you are watching this, as they say on YouTube, you know, hit that subscribe button. No, hit the bell so you get notifications. But also, if you are watching this for the first time, we are a positive podcast. Positive thoughts only. Very positive vibes only for our teams. And then negative and vibes to everybody else's team. And it's been, spoiler alert, it's been working very well. I'd say so. Podcast. Um, other trades, so we had three, three people cut. I only had three written down. So we uh, Alfred Morris is probably the biggest one, I would say. Um, but I mean, we got a pretty loaded backfield. Uh, I mean, not really yeah. like loaded. Like I would say we have a decent amount of talent on it, uh, Saquon being number one. But just we, it was a crowded, crowded running back room, you know? So they had to kind of thin the herd out there. And Alfred Morris, unfortunately, Alfred Morris, unfortunately is just part of that. Yeah, I was because I mentioned it to someone on on the Twitter, in the Twitter sphere that I was kind of surprised. Not only just because obviously, yeah, running backs we've got a bunch, so he was like third or fourth down in line, so it's not that shocking that we needed to cut weight. He went. The only reason I was kind of surprised was that because I did read, I wasn't going mad that he just signed a new contract like a week or two ago. So I just thought, mm -hmm. so I not again. If they want to cut him, cut him. But I was wondering, is there any gossip there? Is there any, like, what the, is there something I don't interesting know. Maybe, going on there? Maybe it was like a, you know, you know Judge, for all the shit he gets, I feel like um, he seems like he's like a guy that's got like a system. And if you fit in that system, like he's a Belichick dude. So it's like if you fit in that system, then you fit in that system. I'm not saying he is Belichick. I know that everybody else that's kind of followed Belichick hasn't really worked out so well. But um, I think that like, he sees what he wants in you, and if you don't perform, like Kelvin Benjamin gave him a shot. I don't think he saw what he wanted out of Kelvin Benjamin. He cut him. You know, it, it was a bigger deal than it was. You know, like there's, there's people that it's like, if you don't if you don't fit the system, then it's just not going to work. And maybe that was kind of, even though Morris had been with us last year, that was kind of out of, out of a necessity. I think we've done a good job kind of adding some depth in the backfield. And maybe it's just Joe Judge was like, you know, for, for what I'm trying to run offensively, maybe Jason Garrett, hopefully – Joe Judge also had a say in it. Was just like, this is what I want. Yeah. No, but chat, chat out to the Alfred Morris. So he did. He stepped in like I said, out of necessity. We was going very thin on running backs, and I thought he did an okay job when he stepped in. I think we did mention and behind the offensive line that was kind of slowly coming together. Like I think he scored a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah, good for him. So I'm sure he'll he'll find his way uh, somewhere else. Um, then John Mara. Had some things to say to the press. Nothing super groundbreaking. When he was asked whether, um, what's his face, big fatty guy, um, fuck, oh my god, the 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 GM. Well, you figure this, is Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman. I, I Dave was, Gettleman. I was, I was, I was gonna let you figure it out. I thought you almost had it. It reminds me of Kettle. That's all I was going with. That Kettle. 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 Eh, okay. Uh, where he was un he's on the hot seat. Is he in the hot seat? And John Mara very diplomatically said, I think we all are under the hot seat. But then he was like, but I would like us to actually have a winning season. That would be nice. So maybe it was yeah, like, dude. Uh, I'm supporting you, but I have an eye on you, young man. I mean, Gettleman, I think he, he was under a lot of heat going into last season, and I think his draft class last season speaks for itself. Joe Judge was able to kind of, after they struggled early on in the season, yeah, they had six wins. I don't fucking care. Like, there was a team that wasn't supposed to be a six-win team, and he got six wins out of them. I think that he kind of, like, you, you were trying to change the culture. You were trying to change the system, and I think that was kind of what Joe Judge was trying to install in year one. And you saw the people that he brought back, the Logan Ryans that he brought back and guys like that, like, those are the people that want to buy into his system. And I think that Gettleman was responsible for getting Judge, and that kind of got him a little bit more leeway. But I would say that Gettleman's draft class last year, and I hope this year, you know, if it pans out this year too, then, like, why do you want him out at that point? He's helping uh, build something. Yeah, and I, I think, I, obviously, I have zero inside knowledge of this. 
Um, but it, it does scream because of draft classes in the past. If I do get a sense that this one was a little bit more collaborative between him and Joe Judge. I agree. And I think Joe Judge wanted that. And it was like coming in the first year, like you get a little bit of say. Then the second year, like this is your system that you got now. Like he's got more of an eye for exactly what he wants. And I think Gettleman obviously does too. Like he works with them. They're working hand in hand. But like I think Judge definitely had a little bit more uh, influence this season and probably last season too. And that might be why we saw a little bit of a difference in the, in the draft class. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, keeping the positive vibes going, uh, as you said, as we said last year, realistically, I mean, it's, it doesn't mean anything because we didn't make the playoffs, but realistically we were what two or three blown plays away from being, having a winning record last year. Realistically. Yeah. You so could say it that. Wasn't yeah. The worst, I mean, it wasn't the worst. Made the playoffs. Season if Evan Ingram doesn't drop two specific passes, but that's playing like shoulda, woulda, coulda. We didn't do it. Yeah. We didn't deserve to be in the playoffs because we didn't win those games. Uh, I mean, fuck the Eagles for throwing that game at the end, but we didn't do what we needed to do to get in the game or into the postseason. No. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that as a way of like six games. trying to try to, what's it put, as I said, put, put glitter on a piece of shit or something, put makeup on a pig. Sounds right. trying to do that. But what I'm saying is that this is a reason for Giants fans. Putting ham on a donkey. We should be positive going into this season. I think we've got... We positive added well in the postseason. We trust. We trust in Judge. We trust in Gettleman. We trust in Danny Dimes. They're going to lead us to promised land, guys. In Dimes, we trust. Viva la Dimes! Get your t-shirt. Um Switching gears to the more rounder shape of football. Um, I see what you did there. Uh, we're gonna go talk about a little bit of West Ham before we get into. So I got a gripe to pay, a gripe to pay, gripe, a, a stick, a bone to pick, bone to pick with a man called Simon Jordan. I'll explain who Simon Jordan is for those who have no idea who Simon Jordan is in a second. But shout out! Did you see the West Ham under twenty threes played Arsenal yesterday? Did you see that? Uh, I saw. Was it like five six one six one? Connor it Coventry. Awesome. Whew. Connor Coventry, Odubeku, Nevers, and a hatchet from Ocoflex. Like I, because I didn't know, I didn't miss the first half because I, I was just like when I'm bored at work, I stick YouTube mm-hmm. on and in recommended videos it was like oh West Ham versus Arsenal live streams. Like, oh, so I stuck that on. It was one nil at halftime, and then, boom! Yeah. And I will tell you what, I set the doors if, down. If that is what we had to look forward to. I learned two things from watching West Ham under 23s yesterday versus Arsenal. One, West Ham have a very good youth system in place, or at least youth recruitment, whatever it might be. The future is bright. The opposite may be said for Arsenal. So, did you? I don't know if you ever did you saw any. Well, of the I mean, highlights? Arsenal's got a good. Uh, Arsenal's got a good like senior squad, so like they don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, but did you pretty see, well. Did you see any of the videos of the goals? Uh, I saw Connor Coventry's, and it just was kind of like, "What were y'all doing?" Like he just kind of like walked it. Like it was almost like the, he thought the play stopped for a second. Where he was like, "Why are y'all not moving?" And then yeah. Connor just like stepped to the side and scored. And like, when he realized that there was no like whistleblowing or anything, but it, it was almost just like, "Was this a scrimmage?" Oh no, no, this was a real game, and they just were they just froze. Everybody froze. Okay, because yeah, he started to not dart great between a couple of them. But then you can see in the video, he he pretty much just stops. And, he's like, and then, uh, is like, anyone going to try to tackle running. me? Yeah. Okay. What's what happening? What are we looking at? Did something happen? Yeah, look, it's very because I, because I had to source that video several times because each one I saw, I could have sworn they must be playing this in slow motion. But it, it was uh, just yeah, really bad. So, um, is Coventry uh, is he our best our best guy on the the youth squad? He's probably our most like. Is he our best prospect? He's probably the most senior of the the youth. He's the next system, rice. I guess. Is he our next rice? Yeah, but That's it feels I'm, like because I mean, obviously it's the youth system, so obviously he got scouted and brought in young. But because of the amount of time, like how long he's been playing for our under twenty threes, in my brain, I'm like he must be like thirty two by now. He's been there forever. Yeah, soccer does that to you. It's. Oh. You, like, you I... just forget they've started playing when they were 16. Yeah. Like, was... How old is Messi? Messi has to be in his 40s. No, no, Messi's like our age. He's younger than me. He's like three right. years younger than me. It's, it's like, just oh. like, oh, fuck, and he's getting old. Okay, cool. 
But I remember going to the London Stadium. I, I, I think it might have been the first ever game at London Stadium where we was playing some nobody in the Europa League qualifiers or whatever it was. And I can't remember the name of him because he, he doesn't play for us anymore. But there was some player and it was like, oh, he looks interesting. And I looked it up, he's like 15 years old playing professional football. Like, Jesus. Like Freddie Adu. What have I done with my life? He's like, right? He's, only, he's probably earning more money per week than I do a year. And he's 15. Maybe Sometimes, not, not you know, you just weren't blessed with the gift of being good at a sport enough or good enough at a sport. Or we also didn't have the drive to go do all that shit to get better. So that's on us a little bit, but I'm going to say it's genetics. Or I could just blame the parents. That, Way to go, mum and dad. You didn't push me. I didn't well, want to, yeah, I didn't want to do that, but I guess you could. Some, you want to do that. Some kids get football skill, I get a fucking receding hairline. <laughs> uh, whatever. But you did uh, win the lottery, really, Mike, because you ended up in America, the greatest country on earth. Indeed. And where are they now? Still in England. Right? So who's the real winner? You showed Not them. Him. Showed them. Take that, dad. <laughs> um... So before we so last week we spoke briefly on the potential takeover of West Ham from PAI or Pi Capital. Pi. So today, I don't know if you saw the video. Uh, I did not. Flip Beard, who is one of the main men at Pi Capitals, went on cool. talk. Sport. Philip Beard. Flip Beard. That's a cool name. It is a good name. All right. Uh, what did he say? He didn't have a beard though. That was kind of disappointing. Mm. Uh, so he, yeah, he was interviewed on Talksport Radio in the UK, and Simon Jordan, who is the previous owner of Crystal Palace, he's like the main, one of the main hosts there. Does their like morning show every weekday, and he was like taking him to town basically. Which I mean, he basically said in the long and short of it in this video that I saw, Philip Beard won. So I am all for a takeover at West Ham. However, after watching this, I am less excited because all Philip kept talking about was how they were going to make West Ham's game day experience so much better. They're going to take the London Stadium and improve it. And da 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 da. So, because they're buying the stadium, right? If if they have a deal in place that if they take over West Ham, then they can oh, okay, take control okay. over London Stadium. So, which is all well and good because, yes, London Stadium has been an issue for West Ham fans. But if you realistically, I don't think it's the main problem in most. I don't want to speak for any other West Ham fan, but I think in general, it's the case of when we moved, we were playing like dog shit. And so when everything else is going wrong, you start, you're like, and another thing, this fucking stadium's shit. Like, I, what is so shitty about the stadium? I get like you're not on top of the game. Like, again, I've never been to the London Stadium, but, um, and I know I've never went to the bowling ground either, but like, I understand you were closer and all that, but it's like newer is usually cooler, right? Like, what else is the is bad about it? Other than, think, like, you're just not close. Yeah, it's, I think the problem is it wasn't a new stadium built specifically for football. It was bought, it's built, obviously, to host the Olympics. And so when you get inside it, it does have that feeling of, okay, let's try to transform this into a football stadium, but not put too much money in. Into it. it looks very... Just I mean, I haven't been in a couple of years, but it does. It did look very half-assed and, oh, let's just stick this banner here to cover this up. And so it looked very... Uh, uh, miss, it, where, why is it not coming up when I press the button? There it oh, is. This is Sam Philly. There's nothing around it. There, there is you saucy little liar. Um, but yeah, th there's this nice. Uh, what do you call it over here? In uh, like, oh, it's like um, what do they call? I'm now blanking. It's like a shopping center, know. as we call it in the uh, UK. Uh, what did you call them over here? Like mall. That would work. Shopping mall. Shopping mall. The shopping mall. Um, but like, yeah, I guess. Which you're not, shop, not really. shopping mall is like one big building of it. They also have shopping centers where it's a bunch of little shops, but you have to like go to them outside. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is kind of yes, yeah, some restaurants and bars. It's not a very, but yes, the old vendors were left behind. Like uh, the Rib Man, the Rib Man was left behind. And we could we could go in. We like the, the Rib, Rib Man. Man. Rib Man's cool as. We should have fuck. him on. 
we should have him on um he's a cool dude i've been to well i don't know, i think he's moved into a new location now but i've been to his old little trailer thing he made me a a nice roll gave me some hot sauce for free what a guy what a guy nothing's gonna bad's gonna be what said about guy. mark on but yes um uh, it's definitely not the same uh, uh but anyway better but anyway, the, we point, but the point i was making was that the main problem was obviously the way the team was performing the first and you could argue the second season at london stadium were just piss poor it was terrible and so the fact that the london stadium wasn't up to scratch was a bigger thing because because okay so we've we've moved to this shitty stadium under promise that we're going to be competing and being awesome and we're not competing so why the fuck we're in this shitty stadium that was basically the whole premise of it so okay. when this guy philip beard is saying hey we're gonna make the stadium awesome and then the host yeah. is saying okay yeah but west end fans also want you to take them from where they are now to being consistently six and above and then his response was well yeah that's that's our goal but the stadium is gonna be blah, blah, blah. and i was like what stop talking about the fucking stadium yes it would be nice to have a nicer stadium right but what are you actually gonna do about the team like the squad that's the just main pour thing. a fuckload of money in it. All you have to do is it, say that. Just say, I'm going to fucking spend so much goddamn money. This team, you want a guy, we're getting him. That's what I want to do at West Ham. And every, like, everybody's going to, you just got to politician it, you know, just tell, promise them what they want to hear. Tell us that, and I'll be like, I'm all for it. Because he's one of the people behind. So do you remember the Millennium Dome in London? No. Yeah. Okay, so for the turn of the millennium, 1999-2000, they built this big fucking dome. I'm looking it up. So, for to celebrate the new... And then after that, they were kind of like, now what do we do with it? And it was just kind of sitting there, wasting away. Until, I guess, these guys came in, took it over, made it into the O2 Arena, as it's now known in London. And it's like a super cool sports arena with restaurants and bars around it it's awesome so now it's kind of like leading me after that interview and i know it's only like a short so was it a interview. stadium no it was just kind of like this a, a thing there like was a some people the top in, on it yeah it was, it was really weird they had like a they did have like a concert there for the new year and all that but it was they had no plans to do anything afterwards now it's now right. it's like a a twenty thousand seat arena it looks cool as shit but now, it's like after knowing that and also watching this, only, again, granted, only a 10-minute interview, it kind of leads me to have that little worry of, do they only want to buy a West Ham so they can just do as little as possible with West Ham, but then they can have London Stadium on their books, and that's a great bit of real estate and blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's, they're too much focused on the stadium, which worries me a little bit. Like, what are they going to do with the stadium that's going to make it, like, I mean, regardless if you if you make the stadium look cool and you fix up the stadium and stuff, like you're gonna if you have a shit product on the field, you're gonna have people that are pissed anyways. Like you might as well like make a solid squad or maintain a solid squad on the field so people are gonna have more reason to go to the games and then you can make slides and fucking all the fun shit you wanna add to this got the goddamn stadium if, if you wanna do that. But like yeah, put the money into the, the team. Uh, Adrian chimes in with, it's a rock and a hard place. These guys sound like idiots, but GSP loaned money to the club and charged interest. It seems like both lie about caring. Yeah, but I will say in slight defense of GSB is that they're not the only owners who have loaned their own club money and charged interest. I think that they maybe have a slightly higher rate than most, but they're not the only ones to do that. That's the last of my worries about them. But yes, it does now seem kind of like, the fuck do I? Want? I don't know. But anyway, and are we gonna get Lingard? Speaking of like the the owners and spending right now, like Lingard, I saw something that like I saw um, Darren Randolph tweeted and told him to come to Rush Green. We that he was like, I'll see you at Rush Green soon. Winky face emoji, and like I don't know if he was just fucking around. And then I saw that um, Lingard supposedly wants out or he wants like to come to West Ham, and it might be an agent thing. Like, have you heard anything from it? No, I did. I know a lot of people were making big. That was my watch. I guess sometimes somehow I thought I was talking to it. Siri, pipe down. Um, <laughs> I did see the. I don't know. A lot, a lot of people making noise about if you go on PremierLeague.com and search for Jesse Lingard, it lists him currently as a West Ham player on loan again. Hmm. I'm sure that must be just a glitch. Or something, Maybe. You know, but yeah. Maybe. 
I don't know. But there is a lot of going on. Apparently, Man United may be coming down. Because they wanted $35 million, But now it looks like they may be willing to go down a little bit. So I don't think it's over with. But Fair as enough, much dude. as I would love Jesse Lingard to come to West Ham, we still need a striker. We still need a striker. Like, I'm, I'm worried that if Jesse Lingard does come to, back to West Ham, then that's going to be it. Here you go, fans. Look, you wanted Jesse. We gave you Jesse. Aren't we great? Mm-hmm. Now go back to bed. That's kind of... But also, concern. they're like, we're in fucking Europe. Let's do this. Oh, what are we yeah. got to the weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take him. No, no, no. I think it's till the end of the month. One more week? Okay, okay. About two more weeks, maybe. Um, but another interesting point where I'm going to just point out the hypocrisy of Mr. Simon Jordan, where he said, and I wrote this down because I didn't want to be one of those guys who like, oh, I heard this guy said this. I heard mm. the guy said that. And I'm That's going usually to what I do. So I, am, I listened to the clips and I even wrote down verbatim what this man said. And it kind of... So on Philip Beard... This guy looks and, like a douche. But yeah, on Pyre Capital's takeover, or because he's basically saying... We offered this money to David Gold, and now he's changing the goalpost or moving the goalpost. He wants more money, blah, blah, blah. And that's what his concern is. So this is what Simon Jordan said about that. But it's their business. If you knock on the door and you say, I want to buy your business or your house for X, Y, Z, and they say no, and we want more than that, you can't sit in the public domain crying foul because you don't like the fact that they want to get more money for their business that's up to them. That's what he said, which I don't disagree with. If it's their yeah. business, they set the, the price, right? That's what Simon's saying. If they, that's, it's, their, it's their business, they set the selling price. If you don't like it, tough shit. He then turned around, not in the same bit, but he then said about Declan Rice, that about Declan Rice being worth £100 million, pounds, he said, it's nonsense. West Ham are the only people in the room regarding him as a £100 million player and nobody else does. If he was really a $100 million player, people would be bidding for him. So, he has just totally contradicted himself So by saying, hey, it's their club, it's their business, they set the price tag, if you don't like it, tough shit. But then he's going around, oh, it's ridiculous that they're saying that they want this much money for this player. He's not... No, it's... I don't. We. I know we did it last year. We're gonna have to do it fucking again. West Ham saying they want 100 million for Declan Rice isn't West Ham saying Declan Rice is worth 100 million. What that is saying is, we don't want to fucking sell him. So if we are gonna sell him, we want to make a fuck ton of money on it. That's basically what it is. So it's a win-win. Hey, worst case scenario, no one bids. Well, we didn't want anyone to bid for him anyway. Like it's it's. Just breaks right. like we, you see people on Twitter like, well, he should be only worth it. it. There's no, no one that says any club has to offer their player at a fair price. Yeah, you set the bidding. You set the bidding. If if you want to set the market somewhere where nobody's going to touch it, that's on you. If you put your house up for sale and you want a jillion dollars for it, and it's a tiny little shack, and it's not in New Jersey or New York like where you live, um, then people are going to be like, ah, yeah, it's a little too expensive for me. And then you're going to either have to come down or it's your house. Like, that's how it works. This is the exact same thing. No, I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, what the same is, is almost in Simon Jordan's exact point that he was making. It's like someone just cold calling, knocking on your door and saying, hey, I want to buy your house. And it's worth right. half a million. You're going to be like... I don't want to sell my house. Yeah, no. Oh, no, but I want to buy your house. All right, fine. Give me a fucking million for it then. Yeah, this no, is that's it. not what it's worth. Oh, I didn't want to fucking sell it. Fuck off. <laughs> it's, oh, it's... Yeah, <clears throat> no, I, I completely get it. It's the kid that's trying to trade your lunch at school. He's like, hey, for your brownie, I'll give you this this sandwich my mom made. And you can also have my celery sticks. And you're like, no. And you're like, okay, well, what about my carrots? And you're like, I don't even want any of those things. Like, I don't care. No. I'm no, happy with my lunch. Yeah. Fuck. My lunch is fine. But was, last last comparison. It'd be like going <laughs> to... We're just going to make comparisons. Gonna keep fucking going. It's like going to a store and wanting some 
beats by Dre, and the price tag is there, no, $200, and you're like, wow, I've seen how much these cost to make. I'll give you 20 for them. They don't have to give you a fair price. They yeah. set the price. If you don't like it, you don't buy them. So fuck so off. Fuck off, Chelsea. Fuck off, Man United. Or give us 100 million. That's and it. End off. Simon Jordan, fuck off. And Simon Jordan, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, this is an anti-Simon Jordan podcast. It is now. He pissed fuck me off Fuck you, today. Simon Jordan. If you're listening, fuck you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write his name in the... Because maybe him and Arlo White both search their own names. Well, Arlo is like our boy now, so like... I mean, it's like a... It's a it's a weird relationship. I think Arlo... I think it's more like a... You know, like... Like a... Enemies, but like we respect each other now. Like, I make fun of him, but he's on Ted Lasso, so... He's right. Cool. He's cool. This is a truce, Arlo. Come on to the For show. Now. Come on to the show. And he does well, say crazy. Does he, I think he... Is he... Even though he commentates for Peacock and NBC, is he... I think he's based in the UK, right? So maybe it'd be a bit late for him to come on. I don't know. Dude, we figured out. We could record another time, another day, and just throw it in here. The boys in your Boom. Court. Boom. I feel good. Um, exercise some demons there. Speaking of Segway. Uh, exercise some demons. For the second year running, West Ham United played Newcastle in the opening day of the season. Last year, we lost. This year. Mm-hmm. Not so fast, buddy. Not so fast. It didn't happen that way. Nice, nice shirt, Mr. Fish. Thanks, Nate. For those listening to it, this podcast, why aren't you watching it? Because you're missing out on a fucking sick shirt that I'm wearing right now. And uh, spoiler alert, when I record my other podcast later tonight, I'm going to have a wardrobe change because that gets released tomorrow and I don't want to look like I'm wearing the same shirt two days running. Well, but you are wearing the same shirt the same day you're doing it. Yeah, but I mean, it, but it gets released. This one's released live. We're live. Ah, uh, yeah. And that comes out tomorrow. We'll do it live. We're live, right? So, whereas that comes out tomorrow. So, someone, I don't think there's much cross crossing of the audience. Uh-huh, there, but just uh-huh. in case, I don't want, you know, people thinking, gee, he wore that shirt yesterday, the dirty bastard. Okay, I gotcha. You know what I mean? I feel it's you. Like that, it's like, I mean, you know, because you don't really record two podcasts in the same day, do you? Like, because if, if you were to do this live, the next podcast you're probably going to do maybe is past Gravy Bro live, and so it doesn't, it's the same day, so it doesn't really matter to you. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I post, yeah, you'll see the photos of them from the same day. Also, right, okay, let's, let's start plugging another podcast before we get into the West Ham game, because now it's on my mind, I had to ask you this question. So, you do past the Gravy Bro, which is still going on, uh, the Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Big Brother is still going on, yeah. Recap show. So I've noticed, so how do you logistically, maybe this is again behind the Actors Guild or whatever the fuck it was called, behind the Actors Screen. Inside the Actors Studio, I think. Inside the Actors Studio, I was going to get there eventually. His name's Dave Gatterman, I remember. Don't say I don't. Um, <laughs> so I see when you go live on Facebook, you kind of just start chilling out for like two minutes before you actually, quote unquote, start the show. What's that about? What's that about? Um, well, I want to go share it on the, all my social feeds and everything too. So that's what I'm just kind of doing and just kind of fill the time until then. But I, I, even though I know you do it every single time, every single time you go live and I'm kind of watching you just kind of chatting to Emma and whatever, I feel like I'm like, should I be watching this? This is weird. Is this oh, yeah. No, like, uh, I mean, when you watch our show, you have the countdown video, but I do it over a different, uh, different like, site, and it's just faster to just be like, boom, we're live, done. And uh, so I do it that way, and uh, that just kind of, like, it gives me, like, a minute or whatever. We kind of just shoot the shit, and then we're like, all right, let's start the episode now. Now. Did you watch Big Brother last week? No, you didn't. You didn't. You, said, you seemed like you might. You can do and drink. That's the best part of it. What was I doing last Thursday? Because it was Thursday I said, didn't I? Thursday I said I was going to binge watch and then, and then I just didn't. So there must have been a reason. Well, now you have to. So Maybe. There's only, what, what, five weeks to catch up on? Like, yeah. Only five. Let's see. Yeah. 
Was it three episodes bad. a week? Like fifteen shows. You can burn right through them. And how long are they? Like forty minutes. Forty-five minutes, whatever. So you'll, you'll, burn, is... you'll, you'll you'll like it so much. You'll be like, "Wow, I can't believe I burned through it." and I'm caught up already. <clears throat> but now I feel like I'm, if I am going to start watching it, then my instinct is going to be to text you, and then I'm going to get in that situation where I'm going to be like, "Oh my god, this this person is awesome," and you're going to be sitting there knowing, oh, "Wait till he gets like, this uh, ten episodes in." Just oh. wait, boy, oh boy, you're going to hate this guy. Me, yeah, but what a fun experience that would be. Who grows people together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, before we move on to the West Ham talk, although we have been talking to West Ham, make sure you check out Past the Gravy Bro if you watch Big Brother. If you, even if you don't watch Big Brother, watch Big Brother. You catch up with me. We could do it together as, it. as an audience. We can binge watch Big Brother and then catch up on Past the Gravy Bro. It won't make a lot of sense if you don't watch Big Brother for most of it, at least. You won't understand a lot of the, the people we're talking about. But so here's here's what I've been doing. Right. All right. So whenever I watch Pastor Gravy Bro, because even though I have no idea what's going on, I kind of <laughs> I, I kind of what I do is this is my trick, right? Just to get me in the character. Uh huh. So there's a screen that I'm watching it on. Right. So what I do is kind of sit like this. Mm-hmm. And it, so it gets, makes me feel like I'm at like a bar, and there's some gossip going on over there. Okay. So even, even though I don't know who they're talking about, it's like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? What are they doing? Dude, no, not Kylan. Kylan wouldn't say it's that. About Derek F? Kylan and Derek F said that? Oh Jesus. no, Brittany's gonna be so mad. So yeah, kind of, yeah that's the way yeah. I watch it. It's good. It's fun. Well, I appreciate uh, that, you watching it, despite not watching the show. That's every, if I remember, Tuesday, Thursday, every Sunday? Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. Where do I get Tuesday from? No, this is Tuesday. This Wednesday, is Tuesday. Thursday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. On live on Facebook, and then obviously you can listen it, to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And okay, I know I've asked this before: is it it's past the gravy, bro? Independently, or is it put on the past the gravy feed? It's past the gravy, bro. Just search past the gravy, bro, and uh, you'll be good on that. So if you if you if you like Big Brother, and you watch it, um. Adrian, isn't Jordy Thursday Geordie Shaw day? Is Geordie Shaw still a thing? I don't think so. And it's not the same as Big Brother. I think the UK version of Big Brother is just called Big Brother. Yeah. But there you go. There's me, Captain Buzzkill. Um, <laughs> but then also every Wednesday, past the Gravy, the Daddy yeah. Ball podcasts. Do That's I dare ask end. what you have coming up this week? If you've got anything planned, or are you just gonna wing it? Um, we're gonna talk about Tim Tebow. We're gonna talk about uh, the Taliban. They're back this week. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know if you've heard. No, okay, okay. I don't know if you've heard. So but the Taliban, they're back, wait, and uh, we're gonna be a wait, very wait, 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 Taliban wait, wait, wait. podcast. I'm gonna have to cut off your. Uh... Well, they like to cut anyway. No, that's not gonna be a good segue. Um, cut you off. So if you haven't listened to Pastor Gravy, they have the opening two segments. The, the second segment is called The Comeback Kid, where they talk about what's back in the news. And it's blah, blah, blah. and then before that, hilariously, they have the pre-comeback segment or the pre pre segment. segment. Get it? Please, please. I, know, oh God. I don't know if you want, I want this to be spot, but is, please tell me that the Taliban is not a comeback kid this week. Oh, Taliban's a comeback kid. Ah! I love Dude, it and I hate it at the same time. They're back in the news. <laughs> We're not for it. I wish it wasn't, but it is. We got to talk about it. Think about the Taliban. The hard hitting they never give up. Religion. We remind people to vote, and we talk about the Taliban sometimes when we have to. I don't like to. Oh, the time I like to talk about the Taliban was when I'm singing a Toby Keith song. Well, there you go. So if you want to listen to... The podcast that talks about Tim Tebow and the Taliban is oh is this like and this Muhammad Ali's episode, grandson? Does his name begin with T? Um, who? Muhammad Ali's grandson? Yeah. Um, it's something Ali Willis. No, oh, that could because then that could have been like where you like this week's episode of Past the Gravy is brought to you by the letter T, Taliban, Tim Tebow. <laughs> Get some Sesame Street no. vibes going. <laughs> no, 
just just throw that out there. Just throw that out there. Okay, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Think about it. Um, but check that ne- out. You listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, after hearing that, my other podcast, Waffle Box, which you can listen to at waffleboxpod.com, it's, it's very uh, subtle, quite honest. We're talking about some uh, 30-year-old wedding cake that was sold at auction. You know, Princess Diana. Hmm? Oh, hmm? I've heard of her. Someone who ha- who went to their wedding had some of the cake, held kept on to it, it for thirty years and sold it. It's a lot of money. I bet she could get out of that, or they could get. It. I'm assuming. Actually, I don't know. It's probably a dude that did it, huh? It was a. It's a woman. It was a woman. Oh, was Moira. Moira. It sounds like a Moira um, kind of thing to do. And also, among other things, I'm reacting. Never to met a good Moira. I hop be selling alcohol oh nice did you not know that uh i actually heard that i wasn't sure it was true or not but um yeah it seems maybe like maybe not the best place i'll let y'all get into that though actually no you have not because i think i've heard your reaction to that i think that story too. yeah was it mentioned maybe the on the rob ryan show on the rob ryan show yeah that's probably where i heard it from Okay, because I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I heard you. Did I speak to him about this or no? So that's the problem with fucking listening to you. You never know where I am. Week. You never know. I have no idea. Like, did I? It all did blends in. And then I have, like, I like, when I hang out with friends and stuff, I'll be like, I'll, like, start saying something that I was talking about on a podcast or whatever. And some of them are just like, yeah, dude, I listened to your podcast. You already did this bit. And I was like, okay, well, dude, I don't know. If I'm hanging out with you and I'm talking about something they've already talked about, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because then you, cause you don't want to come across as a dick by be saying, hey, before we hang out, I just want to like, did you tune into my Yeah, podcast? no, I hate doing that. Because I just assume that all my friends don't because like, they talk to me regularly, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so West Ham. So yeah, check out Pots Gravy and Waffle Box. Coming out, new episodes tomorrow, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so before we wrap the show up with an epic West Ham win, so did you... Wake up nice and early at 8 a.m. Central time to watch this bad boy. Uh, yeah, I was at the bar. Shout out to Nick's place off of Rocky Ridge Road for opening early for us. They opened us. Uh, they opened up. Like the bar stools and stuff were still stacked, and uh, we like they, they didn't even have the kitchen going. They just opened for us so we could go in there, open it up for the Bayou Ironworks. And uh, boy, I'm glad they did because it was one hell of a game. Very frustrating in the beginning. I was going to say, did uh, you have that? Much more feeling? exciting in, in, at the end. So obviously, very quickly after what was it four minutes with one nil down? Did you mm-hmm. like I did? And thanks to the beauty of time zones, I had an hour extra sleep than you. True. Um, did you? Uh, wait, oh, Jesus Christ! It's, I'm blowing up right now, Alex, on the live stream. If you aren't joining us live, just, uh, Nate, I help set an alcohol. Is that to keep the hangover away in the morning? Just to keep drinking? Probably a bit of both, to be honest. Um, Adrian, Alex is the content king of Houston. No, he's not. He's the content king of America. Yeah, um, I like that. And then Alex, I gotta start waking up early and meet y'all up, dude. Alex, oh, what's up, bro? Yeah, come, come watch us, or come, come watch with us, dude. Uh, we got, we got a Monday game this week, but then next, uh, next weekend game. Yeah, don't come out watch there them and, uh, and watch. Watch with them. Watch with us. We can drink a couple beers. It's awesome because they have really good breakfast at the bar we go to. Shout out Nick's place again. Um, but like, you get like, uh, you're eating bacon and eggs and hash browns and and drinking some beers. Maybe having a bloody mary if you went out the night before. And it's, it's you're just watching West Ham, dude. Nothing better. Nothing better. Uh, but yeah, so after five minutes, one nil down. Total shit show. And then we come back with uh, so okay, our first goal. That was very confusing. Yeah, because the, the offside or not offside or who touched it or what, like all of that. Because I think I don't think anyone because yeah, so it was, I thought I think everyone thought Bowen scored the goal, and then as soon as he saw Bowen scored was, the they goal, Bowen on the TV, they should Bowen on the TV running off. But because of where he was, I was I instantly because I went mean, you're in a bar, it's a different atmosphere, and blah, 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 but I was like. Dickhead, like, why has he done that? Because he's offside. It's clearly offside. But then when they showed the replay, he was already in the goal when mm-hmm. he touched the ball or something like that. 
And so I was like, oh shit, he, brilliant, that's Suchek's goal. And then everyone's like, hey, Cresswell scored. What, the, what? What is going on? But what if Suchek had touched it, it would have also been offsides, I think. I think so. I think so it would have been, it, yes. Because cause Suchek tried to. Suchek was trying to put a foot on it. He just completely missed. And if he had touched it, if he had made a foot put a foot on it, then that's not a goal. That's offsides at that point. But Cresswell, because Suchek didn't get a foot on it, it goes in the net anyways, and that's a goal. But isn't that the most West Ham thing ever in that everyone's just crying out we're starting the season we've only got one striker we need more strikers we need more strikers and then our left back scores our first goal of the season that's brilliant uh hey that's the most yeah it's that's how west ham rolls bro and then uh second goal was i mean okay spoiler alert we went through one it doesn't matter and then our boy Mr. Onion Volcano himself. Onion Volcano time, dude. Dude. He's, so he's scored in consecutive games, if you want to keep track, from last season, because the final game of last season, he scored his full, first goal of the year. He's already equaled his goal total from last year. And uh, I would say that puts you on a hot streak. That's two straight games. Maybe they're different seasons, even though uh, even though there's only been one game this season. Last get, last se- regular season game he played, he scored. Um, he's hot. He's hot. He was fucking shit up in the preseason. He was he was dominating, and I think you know maybe maybe uh, old Moisey talked to the boys and was like, "Hey, we aren't getting the funding for another striker right now. You want to take over and do a little bit of that goal scoring, bro? It'd be it'd be pretty awesome if you and Bowen could uh, kind of step up here, give us a couple goals." And I think both of them seem like they listened. And I mean, he I don't I don't actually know who got it in the end, but was he classes? Was he given awarded man of match because Ben Rock, he played amazing that game i don't was... know i did not pay attention to that i i was just so happy we won uh, but like what was awesome it was like that was uh you know the the instinct i would assume as a non-professional soccer player although i am a, a still a free agent an mls free agent if any mls team is listening and would like to have yeah, me out for a tryout i gotcha um but um it, you, you know i would assume you, like the beauty of like the header is you you want to use it and just put it right in the back of the net like that he bounces it down Throws the keeper off a little bit, and that's how that's how it went. And um, pretty awesome to see Benny getting a goal on, on opening day. Uh, before we get into the next ones, uh, oh, how's the, how's the, uh, Adrian wants to know how's the spaghetti at Nick's place? Uh, spaghetti's always dope. Everything at Nick's is dope. And uh, Alex O just wants to sing "Blowing Bubbles" with you boys. Two will sing place. it. Nick's place coming to Nick's place next week. Next next game we have on a weekend. Look but at the West Ham schedule. We'll figure it out. Every game at a six a.m. game, they're there. The way he says it, I just want to sing Blown Bubbles. It's like, as soon as that's over. Right, see you later, guys. All right, I'm out. I'm out. Going back to bed. Um, (laughs) And then after that, it was all West Ham. All West Ham. Floodgates opened. We got the penalty. And if you had someone spoiled it by saying, hey, West Ham get a penalty, but then they missed the penalty, but then they get it in the rebound, was there anyone you wouldn't guess would have done that then? Fucking bolt in there, Mr. Suchek, with his head or his foot. Right. Um, yeah, dude. And it was like, I was really bummed at first because it felt like Antonio needed something to kind of, you know, spark him. He he didn't seem on, really, that entire game. I felt like, like Antonio's kind of hot or cold, and I felt like this was one of those games where he was cold. And just he, was, he had opportunities, I felt like, throughout the game that he just didn't capitalize on, and he just was kind of fucking up, uh, if, if we're being honest. And I was like, all right, well, you know, Michael's going to get uh, – is it Michael still or is Mikhail. it Mikhail? Mikhail. Mikhail. Okay. Um, so Mikhail is. I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna get a goal. Like that'd be awesome. And then he fucking whiffs on it. Just hits it right to the keeper. And Su- Suchek comes in there and just like, there's that like, ah, oh, fuck. And then right away, Suchek takes that away. And don't worry, we got you guys. Uh, I mean, that happened. I think Lingard had that happen last year, but Lingard, I think, put it in the back of the net anyway. I think he, he, yeah, he got his own rebound. Got his own rebound, but um, just yeah, Suchek, of course, was going 100 miles an hour down there, and nobody was going to get that. But him, um, yeah, uh, shout that, out. To that was just kind of like we we got this at that. Um, you felt like because I think that was when we went up. Was that to put us that up three two? That was three two. Yeah, that was to give us the lead, and at that point, I was like, I think like you know, when you feel like you just broke a team. Like I felt like that was. Yeah. That was like you could just see that Newcastle was like, God damn it! All right, like, we stopped it. We had all that moment. There's so much of a momentum shift if you can get the stop right there, and then just it just fucking sucks to be a keeper in a in a penalty shot situation like that. Just well, like uh, you, you really, 
because then it does, it's like, you're, you're not expected guessing, to save it. But then, so. like, even when you do save it, it's a goal sometimes. Like, that's what fucking sucks. But my worry was I thought it was going to get disallowed for encroachment because of how fast Suchik was. I was like, he but must you look, have he been. Didn't do anything. No, he was, it was very legal. It was very fast. We were, like, how, like, VAR how fast? was our friend. We followed VAR to, like, like what do y'all use? Centimeters over there? Like, in America, we use inches. I don't know. Uh, it's like the centimeter mark. Like, right to the edge. We, we, were, we were that close on so many things like that. It felt like that. Uh, very rare that, that VAR goes our way. Obviously, oh, no, yeah. it's not a Mike Dean or John Kavanaugh or wh- whatever his name is. Chris, Chris Kavanaugh? What a fucking Kavanaugh. Yeah officiated game but no, i was like yeah he was very legal but i was just how fast he got off there i was like he must have been i love there. our check king our check kings sue foul also had a great game everybody kind of like stepped up i mean i thought dawson struggled dawson didn't look great was not really pleased with him uh, i mean they kind of came rice up. get some stick i thought maybe yeah he had a quiet or maybe not a great his best rice first 30 minutes no, rice his first... dude I thought if you had to pick someone out first 30 minutes, maybe he wasn't on his best. But I thought majority of the game, I thought he was fantastic. I think he had a, one unsuccessful pass. He had like three interceptions. He, I he think was what makes dominant. it worse is that... Um, he's just so good when he's not good. You're just like, what the fuck, Rice? When the guy went round him for the first goal, I think that's what... But other than that, I thought he was... Yeah, okay, I get that. I get everyone that. makes a mistake. Everyone, whatever. And fucking Callum Wilson. I hate him. He does have one of those faces. And he just always scores against us. Fuck him. And then we got, not to get off topic slightly, but then we got Lukaku coming back to the Premier League. That's gonna be fun against Chelsea. Don't like that. It's not fair. West Ham's like out here grinding, and everybody's like, "We're just gonna get the best of everybody." Like Manchester City, fuck you. And then you go out and get Kane too. Grealish though. Can we talk quickly before we keep going about that? Um, hey, fun fact about Jack Grealish. Um, did you know that he has more? Yellow cards, and he does goals in his Manchester City career. And he has more yellow fight. cards than the entire West Ham United squad this year. Oh, well, how because about that? West Ham did not get a single yellow card in that game. Um, and Jack Grealish is kind of just a little baby back bitch. Like that guy oh, is the worst. He then slid, and they, when he got yellow carded, he was like trying to jerk the guy up, like trying to yank the dude up, like "Come on, let's go." Come on. I was like, oh, my God. Are you that guy? You're being that guy now? Mister, I'm just going to cry and grab my headband and just, like, roll around for 45 minutes. Because, I mean, I, I fucking hate Tottenham. But I think Dele Ali at one point just, like, pulled him up. Like, let's go. Stop. Just stop laying down. Get up. And That's then, the uh, power of Jack, uh, Jack Riss in that I was actually, by the end of it, I was really enjoying Tottenham. Right, I, I wasn't I was mad like, that they. Yeah, I was. I wasn't mad as much as I should have been, but just I. I thought it was, like, yeah, dude, dude, fuck Jack Grealish. I hate him so much, and it's like I didn't always hate City. I just kind of like City was just like they were there, but now I it's think, like I hate. I've, I hate City because Jack Grealish is on there. Normally, I was actually quite fond of City, but I, yeah, just, he's just a toxic person. I don't like him at all. He's the worst. Fuck him. And I think I mentioned it. Either in one of our Euro conversations or something, where what annoys me about him because where some people say, "Oh, he's a smart player because he goes down at the right time to get the fouls." Well, he goes down at every time. That's that's the only reason. Like, that's the only that, thing you say about that. But that's okay. Let's put that's what let's say. Okay, fine. He's very smart and he gets the fouls and blah 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 blah. But then what's annoying me is that five minutes later he'll go in for a strong tackle and like he'll cry that. He got a foul against him. So, what, the guy did what you just that? did five He'll minutes ago. He'll on somebody's foot, yeah, and then just, oh, well, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? Like, dude, we're looking at it over and over. I just, I just fucking, I hate that I can't guy. Stand him. Fuck you. Jay. He's the worst. And um, I so this was kind of talked about a little bit. I didn't, I didn't know this was kind of like told to the officials or like they're working on this. Is what at least that's what they were saying over the broadcast that I was watching. Where this season they're kind of like trying to like. If you're down, like we're not, like we're not gonna just stop the play for everybody that falls down like that. Like instead of like trying to get, to discourage those, I know you can get an you can get a card for simulating, but there were a couple of times where like Grealish just went down and the official just did nothing. Like it was he was just like, what? How are you? And it was like, now, nah, well, tight, dude. Now they got an odd man break, and uh, that's on you, bud. Uh, yeah, I did say like, that. Like, I mean, uh, the referee was, was fantastic his, that game. 
They, and they just kind of let him play. And then I also look back at the West Ham game to try and kind of tie it back in there. The four nows penalty, I don't think is a penalty if Jack Grealish had that happen to him. Because the second, like what you saw with four nows and that penalty that, that we then missed and then made because of the Suchek goal, four nows was, was, he run, was running with the ball, stops, keeps moving, and then gets taken down and then still tries to shoot. He tries He's to get still back up on again, a yeah. knee, tried to shoot it. And Grealish, the second he felt anybody behind him would have gone down, slid into the net or whatever the fuck, and then just acted like he was assassinated. I think that they, like, this, if that's what they're focusing on this year, Fournal's playing through it and not being a little bitch, that's how you get that. Like, that, like I don't want us to just rely on getting penalties. I'll take penalties when we can get them. But, like, Fournal's was actually, like, he, he wasn't just trying to, to simulate anything. Yeah, he wasn't he was, going He was for the playing through. And uh, that's, I hope something that we see a, a little bit change more this year where it was funny a couple of times where Grealish goes down grabbing his, his ankle or whatever he was pretending he injured and you just see the play keep going by. And I was like, Oh, he thought he was going to, Oh, he thought he was going to get a free kick out of that. It sucks, dude. Uh, one of my most enjoyable moments in fo- any football game is when you see someone going down like they've been shot, but then the play continues and you can almost see them on the floor, like looking up. Oh, did I not get that? Okay, and I'm fine now. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they do the half limp for like three steps, like the. Uh, uh, oh, now uh, I'm good. Okay, again. back on full speed. Well, I worked uh, it out. That healed fast. But yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think if four nails goes down, crying like a baby, I think the referee because there, there was a moment the referee took his time. I think yeah, I think if well, four nails goes down, and he's like, and I oh, think we need more oh. of that. I think we need more of that as opposed to just like, is that a penalty? Some of them are pretty obvious, but he had pointed to the spot already, and then I thought like when we looked at the replays, like Fornals goes down like Jack Grealish would have. That maybe gets waved off as like, hey, he is just you know he's going for the ball. I mean, I, I mean, because and also I think we need to just start like after you cry wolf at a, at a certain point, but like unless it's like super severe. I'm just gonna kind of let a couple slide. Like that's how I would want to be as a, as an official. Like, All right, you know what? Fuck you, dude. I'm not stupid. I think it stems from because everyone at the Euros, everyone. One of the main things was people was commending the referees for allowing the play to continue. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, whoever. Do you think the Premier League refs saw that? Like, what if we were good this year? I think someone must have put like, what did that. That seemed like people enjoyed do that. Good officiating. Let's try and let's try and do it right. Oh, okay. Maybe we to go this year. The best like, way, the, so. e- the easiest way to stamp out diving and showboating or whatever it play, whatever, is to either yeah, give them a yellow card if they do it, or just ignore them. Treat them like children. And I like if that. You ignore them, they'll stop it crying. Stop the game all the time. Like they want the game to stop anyways. Although it is funny when I've seen it happen a couple of times where somebody is get they get a card for simulating. And they're like, all right, nope, we're actually coming to you, buddy. Like that's always funny, but it is funny to just watch. Like you assume that like they're going to stop it whenever. And Grealish thought he was a superstar and yeah, it didn't work. But yeah, I, I would, I bet week two, there's a lot less of that going on. I think there'll be a lot less. I hope so. Oh, he touched my arm. Ah. I decided so. that he wasn't really good for much in that game. Um, and then let's wrap this up the game. Who scored the fourth? Antonio. Antonio scored a goal. Four goals, finally. four different guys. I like that. That's a team that's going to fuck some shit up. And I was talking to somebody at the bar about this. Uh, not to cut you off. I apologize. Uh, not to get, uh, but we were talking about this last, uh, on, on Sunday where like West Ham didn't have anybody really like led the league in goals or was up there towards the top. But we did have a bunch of guys that had like eight goals. Like we had a bunch of goal scorers. And right. I understand when you don't really have a striker, like a superstar striker, like that's going to happen. But I like that. Like I try, I like that about our team a little bit more. It's kind of like that way like you know, if you lose one guy or somebody has to move around or whatever, like that's not, that's not going to be a, a huge damper on your team. Obviously Jesse Lingard added a bunch of goals. So that would be awesome to have him back. I think he'd probably lead the way. Getting like 10 or something last year. Yeah. 10 or 11. I think, but, uh, I think him and Antonio, I think had the same, or maybe Suchek just edged him out. But, um, I, I, I like that we have everybody's able to score, and I like that uh, we're a very versatile team a little bit. Like, we struggled in the first half, man. That first half was not pretty. And then we kind of, like, it was like we found our footing a little bit. Yeah. I think it was more of the same than it, what we got last year, where sometimes we got caught off early in the game. It was almost like we still need that first five, ten minutes to wake up almost. So, oh, shit, the game started. Yeah, I don't like and that. And once we kind of get into a groove, we are. 
uh, a lot better. But shout out to Antonio, now the lead, uh, no joint lead Premier League goal scorer for West Ham United. Him and Paolo De Canio. That was first thing, yeah. Uh, but so next goal is like in the history books, legendary, which hopefully is going to come next week on Monday, Monday. against Leicester City. Leicester. Leicester. Um, how do you think that one's going to go? Because that is... Let me double check. I think it is. But that was one. Double, double, double check. It is at home. Uh, obviously, Ooh. they beat... They beat Wolves 1-0 in a tight game. How do you think this is going to go? Because before, um, okay, before you make the predictions, shout out. Because, I mean, obviously, we both got the, the, the scoreline wrong. You said 2-0. I said 2-1. No, it was the other way around. You said 2-1. I said 2-0. But... You said Ben Rama and Suchik to score. I said Antonio and Ben Rama to score. All of them scored, so we are geniuses. We're savants, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah. Um, so how do you see the Leicester game going? So the same way where I kind of felt going into the Newcastle game, I think Newcastle's obviously not as good of a team as Leicester is. Mm-hmm. Um, just where we lost, they did the double against us last year. We did the double against Leicester last year. That makes me a little bit nervous that they're like they're gonna have a little something extra coming out after us. Um, I think Leicester's a good team. I also think that they're beatable, and I think that as we were able to do last year, we do match up pretty well with the Leicester squad. So like, if everybody, if we don't have like, what can't happen is what happened in the, the, the Newcastle game. We let them get a lead like that. If we can't, we can't let them get out to a lead. If we can take charge. I don't want a 3 nothing lead right away because we had a habit of blowing those last year. Maybe we get a nice 2-0 lead at, at half. We can add a third, you know, going in into the, the second half mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, I just, just, you know, don't give up the lead right away. Um, don't, do the, don't do the same thing we started out the game with Newcastle. But I felt like we did match up with them well. I'm just – the home – being back at home with the fans, that seems like a pretty solid thing. So maybe maybe that, that, ins- that inspires us a little bit. I, I also think, like – we're a team that's good, and I think we're kind of like we're a team that's good that doesn't really still we still don't get the respect like us being at the top four. Like I was definitely doing a little trolling after that because of the gold differential, but it was like, oh one of these is not like the others, and I was like, hey, do you fucking top six last year, bitch? Fuck you. Like we're a team that I think could be a top six team. We could be a top six team again, and. If, if we gotta have that mentality, and I think that these guys are kind of like like the Suchek's and and Antonio now. It kind of seems like he's picking it up too. And I, I think Ben Rama Ben Rama seems like he's playing like a man on fire right now. And I just, said it, I called it. Once he scores yeah, his goal, that once you unleashed. get that volcano going, you can't stop it, dude. You can't stop it. You can't yep. stop it until they're bringing you the ice cream and handing you the check at Ben Rama's. Um, but Benny Rama's would be I guess, would have worked out better. Um, but I, I think that. They got to you, you got to beat these teams. You got to beat the Leicesters. You got to steal a couple against a, a Man United, a Man City. You, you got to do what we did last year. And I think that they show up and I think they they play pretty fucking well. I feel like I'm going to be positive vibes only. I don't fucking care. Uh I'm going to say I'm going to say it's it's going to be 2-1 us or it's going to be a 1-1 draw. I'll go 2-1 us. Yeah, you can't you know, Benny well, scores. Bets here. Benny scores and Suchek scores also. So you're just basically repeating what you did last week. Pretty much. It worked last week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 3 1 West Ham. Oh. Benny adds again. Antonio scores because he's going to, you know, he's going to be gunning for that. To be the lead goal scorer, he's gonna be giving okay, everything. Okay. Um, and then the third goal is going to be Bowen. Bowen's gonna get. I a like goal. it. Uh, so yeah, we uh, that's guaranteed. We said it. We put it in the universe. It's gonna happen. It's done. But yeah, what a week! What a week! And then let's have another positive one going into this. You know. And I believe at some point this week we have another Giants preseason game, but who are we playing next? On Saturday we're playing the Browns. Whatever. Odell Beckham. I don't know if anybody's going to see the field. I have no idea who's going to play on our team, but whatever. uh, The moment I was was excited. Giants football back. Woo! 
And then very instant. Oh, I don't know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> wake me up to. What is it? Wake me up when, when September August starts. Then. Right. Okay. Or, I get both you. versions I get are good. That. Both versions are good. I like it. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up nicely in a nice little bow. Uh, West Ham crushing it. Let's continue to crush it. Make sure you, if you are watching this, on. let's have a little quick look at the live. Holy shit, we have someone there. We have people. Twitch. If you're on Twitch, hit the follow button. If you're on Facebook, I know someone's watching on Facebook, hit the follow button and all that bullshit. Share it. Why not? Get other, your friends involved. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe and hit the little bell icon because it's fun to hear a little bell. Um, if you want to follow us at Mr. Mike Fish, at Alex J. Middleton, if you want to buy some shit, Go to merch.cbbpod.com, which you can buy the shirt that Alex is wearing right now. Yeah. Stop. Hammer's time. It's our time now, guys. Let everybody know. Uh, but, yeah, before we obviously, yes, last last time to plug it. Make sure you do listen to the new episode of Pasta Gravy tomorrow, new episode of Waffle Box tomorrow, and then make sure you're back here live at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, next Tuesday. Until then, seahorses forever. Gotta keep that going. Until then, mm-hmm. see you next Tuesday. Come on, you irons.